chat welcome everybody hope you're doing well we are joined today with a very very special guest shane of silverstein the fucking legend himself how are you doing today man i'm fantastic man it's a busy day we're getting ready for a record coming out tomorrow so yes. lots of you know press and things like this but i'm very happy to come on your stream i'm a been a, been a big fan of what you what you're doing over here on the platform um, oh so. shit thank you man <laughs> i appreciate that man dude yeah fucking like i said we've been checking out the new tracks as you kind of been throwing them out as singles i mean that's what we do every fucking friday with you know whatever comes out right. and damn man like i mean like, like i've followed silverstein for like a decent amount of time not not like the og og times i came in more probably like the 10s and then went back and i was like oh fuck what is this band kind of doing and but like damn like you guys really feel like you've kind of been combining all of the fun elements you know the post hardcore I love word mm -hmm. I love the word emo scene which I might as well just throw in there for now just for the fun of it you know all those OG 2000s you know vibes as well as like it's it's modern you know it's very modernized I can tell you guys listen to a big variety of stuff while still wanting to keep kind of the um the sense of what Silverstein is with this new material which is not fucking easy to do I'd imagine. <laughs> No, I think the first thing, man, is like making records doesn't get easier. It right. doesn't. Like every time, this is, this is LP number 10 for us, Holy right? Holy so, oh, you know, shit. There are literally, <laughs> yeah, man. And there are literally times when I'll be writing lyrics or something. I'll come up with a line and I'll be like, I like have to Google it. I'll be like, did I say this before? Like, did I, <laughs> did I use this, you know, idiom or like whatever or this analogy? Right, did right. I use this before? And there's times when like, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I did. Or, or just like how many times have I used this word in right. my career, you know? And then it, it becomes harder to come up with, I don't know, you have, to, you, have, you have to put more time in. More time, more work. And I feel like a lot of bands, as they get older, they put in less. Yeah. The responsibilities pile up and then maybe they get a little more overconfident when they shouldn't. Mm. And their records tend to go like, you know, like this. <laughs> yeah. And for us, I mean, we feel like our records keep getting better. So mm. we're really excited about, about the launch tomorrow. Dude, no, that's that's fucking incredible. Again, guys, new album out, Silverstein. Check it out again. Links are in the description and all that. But buy it, pre-order it, and then listen and jam it. We're gonna be jamming it. We have fucking um we have Craig and Tom from Straight from the Path on tomorrow. That's to check out all the new fucking Dude, those nice. guys are a fucking party. So like we'll throw out some Silverstein and a bunch of other stuff in it'll, Dude, it'll it's a it's a big week, man. You're you're gonna have a lot to talk about tomorrow. I uh, I do my own little little new music. Yes. Uh, ever stream uh well sometimes it's a stream sometimes it's a podcast i streamed yesterday and mm. man there's like everything everything coming out from from uh, three days grace to simple plan to mm. tons tons of tons of other shit so yeah it's a big week it's dude I, i've like it's just so fucked like it's it, it last last uh, friday no it was ramp time basically like that was the kind of release oh, like, yeah. It, oh yeah and which was a big release you know but it's it's one band right and then sure little right. singles here and there and then this, it's upon a burning body, Silverstein, fucking, uh, straight, well, straight from the fast with a single, a lot of singles, fucking, uh, Hailstorm, even like uh, bands that obviously are more like not core bands. Like yeah. it's a lot of big release, Sabaton. There's a, new, <laughs> there's a new terror record too tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Stand Atlantic. That's a big one. Mm. A great band called Cliff Diver. Oh, I've never heard of that. Uh, King Yosef. That's another good one. These are all ones I talked about yesterday, but so they're fresh in my mind, but right. Yeah, a lot of competition for the steam uh, well, tomorrow. Well, that's a good actually. That's a good kind of segment to, to guess starting this off in terms of whatever the music industry, but just mu music and how it's kind of developed over the years. Where like I feel like, especially doing these fucking shows and all that, like holy god damn, I've never seen this much music released in my entire life. Like, d like yeah. especially on Fridays. Like, do you 
have a similar feeling like has these couple years obviously because of pandemic and all that shit but like it's it's feels like it's actually insane like a record will come out and then next week i i have to forget about it because there's like fucking 30 new records the next week you know what i mean i know i totally agree man i think part of it i think definitely part of it's the pandemic for sure i mean everybody couldn't tour and they were stuck at home with their guitar like i guess i'll write a bunch (laughs) of stuff you know and and i mean it's a good problem and i think the best part about it is that so much music coming out right now is really good like i think 2021 was one of the best years for music ever yes and 2022 already is looking like it might be be uh, topping it so i think it's exciting man if you're a music fan like don't complain, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. Complain is too much music and not enough time to listen to it. That's a that's that's a pretty good thing to complain. It's, <laughs> it's a good problem. It's it's definitely a good problem. And that and tying to your idea, like point of just everything sounds good. And I feel like the um the lower boundaries just don't exist as much anymore. Like if you want a good mix song, okay, like every band has at least decent production now. Like, there's no such thing as, like, the garage production, it seems. It seems like, no, no, you know, we're a new band starting from scratch. We find a dude that has Easy Mix and all this shit that's been working at it for two years. Pay him a hundred bucks to mix and master our track. And it sounds at least decent. Like, that's fucking mind-blowing. <laughs> it's totally true. And, yeah, and some of the bands now that that are trying to go for the garage production, like, I don't know if you heard that band, Undeath. Oh, yeah, you Undeath. Know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great. It sounds just like 1994 Cannibal Corpse. Yes. Uh but, you know, like a band like that intentionally doing it, mm-hmm. you know, making it sound like not super modern and, and flawless, mm. which is which is kind of a, a cool little twist now. But you're 100 percent right, man. Like all the DAWs are incredible. It doesn't even matter what you use. You can make it sound amazing. Um, you just love the presets. The plugins, yeah. Dude, like the, when I heard the neural DSP plugins, I was like, oh, shit, I don't even need like throw my amps away. I don't even need them anymore. <laughs> It's crazy how good they are. Yeah, man. It's And I mean, speaking of fucking standards and, and gear and stuff, I mean, like, just even this, like, the SM7B when it comes to recording microphones and things like that, it's like, everyone has the same fucking microphone. Like, you could go on it, it, every podcast. And I mean, sure, when it comes to actual vocals, when live vocals are different, you know, and not everyone's going to be there fucking holding this big-ass SM7B and whatnot. But it's like, there's just standards of gear, right? You have, you want to, play guitar and you want some plugins there's neural there's like bias there's tone forge okay right you use one of those they're all fucking 80 dollars right or wow. you know if you want to spend more you get that axe effects camper or you get the neural dsp um cortex or whatever it is yeah, the fucking, quad cortex, yeah. yeah, quad yeah. Cortex. so it's like yeah it's, yeah i know i know it's crazy man it, it, but you know like yeah, I mean the SM7. It's funny because yeah, we're both using them right now, mm-hmm. um, and and you see so many streamers use them. They're almost cliche at this point. Yes, but they're really good. They, they're just that's that's <laughs> the problem. It's like good. they're just the best. Like we're, we're like they're the best for the price. And I remember, I remember because of coming from um, not as as not a vocalist, being like, oh, fuck, I gotta spend five hundred dollars on a mic, but then not realizing, wait, for a vocalist, that's like. That's pretty fucking good. That's like, oh shit, I only have to spend five hundred dollars on a really yeah. good mic that obviously can be used for vocals and screaming and all that shit in the studio, but also for podcasting. And it's just incredible how technology is just advanced in this way that makes everything almost unified. So it takes away the specialty at the same time. Like like you were saying, like there's bands that do raw mixes because it stands out now. Isn't that fucking right. weird? Like we're going to have real drums because it sounds different nowadays. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? 
That's true. That's true. No, no, man. Yeah. Mike's mics are a good deal. You get, you buy this, it'll never break and you never have to change the strings. Uh, it's yes. perfect. No? There you go. Maybe the cover. I had to change my, my, uh, whatever it is not really i guess a pot, kind of a pop filter right whatever it is the foam foamy bit i had to change it because mine was getting kind of gnarly but right so with with again being actually in a band because it's so funny like obviously there there was always the two worlds of like here's the internet bands and here's the internet and dumbass youtubers like myself and streamers and all this shit and here's like actual fucking musicians who grew up with the grind grew up with touring grew up with fucking putting flyers to promote their stuff you know the way to actually get your band out and it seems like nowadays there is almost this um unification of these two really fucking different worlds because where they both correlate is of course music but also finding audiences right like mm -hmm. the idea that people can fucking like that i mean when, when reactions came out i laughed i'm not gonna lie like when i first thought i was like what the fuck is a reaction video why am i gonna spend time watching someone watch something like what is know. you know what's the point of this and then, you know, seeing how it's developed and even doing them myself, I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, it's the same feeling as, you know, you find a cool thing and you show it to your friend and like, you want to see how them get hyped up as fuck like you are for like a new song. Like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But seeing how those kind of, all those worlds have uh, kind of collided and combined together nowadays, how does it feel coming from that OG scene, the OG grind and seeing now how bands are doing this shit nowadays, like just making fucking TikToks even. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always, it's always been this changing world. Yeah. You know, and I think it's hard for people to understand, especially younger people to understand like what the difference was between like 1985 and 1995 and 2005. Cause they're like, well, what was the difference really like mm -hmm. i'll tell you a lot of fucking difference there was a lot of difference <laughs> shit did change a lot over the years and you know as rapidly as it has in the last five years okay maybe not but you know with with our band starting in in the year 2000 you know mm -hmm. things like definitely definitely um have changed i mean when we first started the band our drummer paul made us a website okay and i laughed my ass off like what <laughs> the fuck do we need a website for right like right. metallica maybe needs a website like <laughs> you know what we're a band what do we need a website for you know that was the reality right you know and then as things progressed and like myspace came out and mm. somebody in the band was like oh we should make a band myspace profile and i was like that's the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard <laughs> of course i was wrong it was an amazing tool yeah. that was very important for a time you know and you know and and along the, the the way it's been all that different stuff and cds are out and now it's itunes downloads and then it's streaming and now it's whatever the next thing is so i think we've always been pretty conscious of that to be like okay we don't want to be dinosaurs we don't want to be right. left behind um, we also don't want to be the Steve Buscemi meme with the skateboard, you know, <laughs> Hello, fellow it's a good kids, meme, dude. <laughs> right. It's a great meme, but we don't want to be that meme. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a certain like, okay, what, what is cool and what feels natural and, and, you know, works for who we are and what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and what doesn't. Right. And like, for me, Twitch is a great platform for me to jump on because I have a personality for it. Right. You know, not everybody does. And I, I'm a talker and I have a podcast and, you know, I can shoot the shit just like you can, Nick. So those things all work. Am I going to go do dance videos on TikTok? Like, 
I'm not. I'm just not. You know. So yeah. there's there's plenty of of things you know uh, out there, and certain bands. It's like it's like if they're good at dancing, well, you just you just won the the TikTok lottery. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and that's fine. And it's always been like that, man. Um, forever with this stuff. So we, we roll the punches. That's good. Well, I, I love how kind of describing MySpace back in the day and the feeling, which I'm sure was a lot of bands definitely fucking felt like that. It's kind of the feeling I feel like a lot of bands feel now when TikTok came out like two years ago or a year. Fuck, has it been two years? Yeah. God, it's been plaguing the world of two oh, years. It's been, a, it's been a while. Oh, it's longer than that. Really? Um, yeah. I remember signing up for an account in, well, we were in Europe. I don't know when that was, at least two years ago. And um, just, you know, downloading it and looking at it and like maybe going to make a video and then I'm like eh, right. I, I can't can't do it deleting the app yeah and then you know and then of course it blew up right after that but yeah man i mean it's it's that's the thing right it's like there's real people on there and a lot of people that's their source to figure out what's out there yes and it's insane but at the same time things these things change so that's what the thing is now and mm. you know 25 years ago when i was learning about music i don't know what it was magazines i guess <laughs> you know <laughs> what's, you know? what's a mean, magazine what the fuck I, dude what, what is that is that does that reading? does that come do you have to does that have paper wait wait people still use things with paper in them that's what what is this man what do you <laughs> oh i remember this uh, I, I got this magazine one time and it came with a CD, which at the time was like so fucking crazy. Oh, like, dude, wow, yeah. they're going to give me a free CD <laughs> with a magazine. I couldn't believe that it was happening. Right. And it was like 25 metal bands. Hmm. But man, like that shaped me. Some of the like Carcass was the first song. Oh, like, I love Carcass. I love Carcass ever since that when I was, you know, like 12 years old. And right. And, uh, you know, heart work came out or whenever it was like, um, you know, so that was, you know, that was the thing back then. And I know I'm a fucking dinosaur the way I'm talking, but you know, it's, it's just, there's different, different things. You, how you find out about shit right. and you're at a certain age when like you just soak it up like a sponge and, mm -hmm. you know, and you go down that path and you start to figure out, okay, what else is out there? And right. you go from one platform to another. Well, like I do like kids nowadays, like, holy shit, like five-year-olds know how to fucking like build an entire TikTok account and stream and do all this shit. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. like, again, even coming, like I consider myself decently hip, right? To, to, to a fucking <laughs> point. Like I'm, I'm still, I'm a millennial, but even a lot of the shit that people are doing now, like VR, like such random shit like that, which I, I it makes me feel like a fucking, fucking dinosaur. Like I'm literally like, what is happening? Like I thought I kept up with this shit. Because I, I made a point of doing that always. And I, I, I was very lucky because I, I got into like writing music right when like plugins were a thing in VSC. So I didn't have to make my parents kick me out of the fucking basement because I didn't have to use the real amp to record shit. I was very lucky coming in during that time. <laughs> so I was, I was always like, oh, dude, digital all day. Fuck like the real shit. And even I'm right. like, I was looking at TikTok and looking at VR and looking at all this new stuff. And I'm like, the fuck's happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's going on? It's it's fucking wild how this like younger younger generation now is is growing up with all of this shit. I mean, especially obviously the pandemic. Not even you know the the idea of like, hey, I didn't go to school for like two years because like we couldn't, so we just played Fortnite. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like for two hey. years straight with my homies. Like that's that's wild to me. How fast everything I guess is evolving and then is accelerating with the evolution of it it's fucking crazy 
fan. It is crazy. You know what you just said about, you know, not having to blare a loud amp anymore or whatever yeah. or you growing up. It makes me wonder about drummers. Like, oh, they were fucked. Are we? Oh, but I mean, I can't believe my parents allowed the shit I did when I was like 12. <laughs> right. we, my sister, she's seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. So she was in college and I somehow was able to put a drum kit in her room. This is in like the second story of a house, like right oh beside the street. God. There's no soundproofing. M me and me and um, the other, you know, two dudes, we would jam every single day after school. Like the bass would rattle the whole house. Like I don't know how my parents were cool with this. Um, it's psycho. But but now I'm just thinking about it. Like, are we gonna have? Is any kid gonna learn to play drums anymore? Or are they just going to be programming shit on their on their computer? Are we going to have no drummers? <laughs> Dude, no no drummers. We already don't have bassists, so that's that's already gone. Um, and it's partly guitarists fall for guitarists for always making fun of them. I I I'm part to playing for that. I'll take that. Um, I feel like you're you dude, you're so lucky. Your your job is going to be the last one to go as a vocalist. Like you guys, it's it I feel like one day there will be AI screaming and AI, you know, all that stuff. But I feel like vocalists are going to be the luckiest ones. Like, guitarists are up next. I know it. Drummers are fucked. Bassists are fucked. Dr guitarists are up next to lose all their jobs. You guys will be still good, I feel like, for like five to ten years or something like that. <laughs> five to ten years. <laughs> yeah. So who's your singer? Oh, like a robot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. it's Siri, bro. The fuck? The f <laughs> what, you know? Like, Alexa, scream. Do an oh. You know, throw down a bleh. Like, why not, man? It's it's gonna be it's gonna I feel like they'll make it happen somehow. And it's gonna be really fucking scary. <laughs> it seems hard it seems hard to imagine, but I remember when you you would be able to tell like if drums were programmed. And now like there's times when I can't. Yeah, man. I almost always know. Right. Once in a while I'll get fooled though. Yeah, well if you hear doo -doo 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 at fucking one twenty seven, you know, velocity, it's like, okay, that's right, right. That's right. yeah, this is some, this But some, the people yeah. the people that know how to how to program it, you know. Oh yeah. It's like auto tune. It, like for people in your chat that don't know this, mm. every fucking record you listen to has auto tune on it. Yes. Every single one. Yes. The band yes. might say it doesn't, and they might not even be lying because they don't know. Yeah. But when they went to sleep, the producer was like, on a tune, on a tune, on a tune. <laughs> Every single record. Right. Well, that, that's so, always that's always funny, especially with autotune, because I know like there's always the st stigma, like there's the fucking no one cares about the bassist, the vocalist is always kind of the more like egotistical one. That's like, no, I don't need autotune. What do you? What do you? No, it's it's good, it's good. And the producer just like, but are you sure? <laughs> you know, kind of vibes, and then he'll maybe do it when they kind of go to sleep. But I mean, yeah. it's almost like at the point where, okay, yeah, you could take a photo and like not edit it. Yeah. And uh, like put it up. I don't, I don't mean like a selfie or whatever. I just mean like if you're like a professional photographer, right. you could be like, yeah, it's a good photo. I'll just put it up. Or you could make it look better and yeah. compete with everything else out there. That's literally what autotune is like right now. It's I've, I've always had like have to use it. I mean, hmm. I, I can't think of a record other than maybe like some, you know, some kind of punk rock or yeah. something super garage, obviously like on purpose, like yeah. undeath trying to sound not modern. Right like that but if it's a you know middle of the road record it's got to have autotune on it well i always parallel two things that i've always had weird misconceptions i guess in the in the music world to, with guitar and and vocals where it's like okay there's no autotune on vocals why are you using a fucking tuner to tune your guitar up before you actually play a riff then 
you cheating bitch. You know what I mean? It's like, I always, and I know it's not a direct parallel, but I've always kind of used that as a comparison of like, so you just want every guitarist to be out of tune all the fucking time. Like why, why, you know what I mean? Like, and some guitarists, sure, they have amazing fucking ears and they can sit there and just make sure their instrument is good to go right there with no mistakes. It's still going to go a little out of tune here and there. You're really not going to, you know, fix that. Sure. Sometimes it adds spices and whatnot, but there's always a, some little degree at least. Cause it's like, you know, you want to make it sound natural, but it's also obvious if you overcorrect. So that, and not a lot of people want that unless it's like the effect, right? There is a lot of there's a lot of music that has literally auto tune now as a fucking effect because it's just it it's that's like a style or some shit. Like it just fucking right, right. works with it. Yeah. But in terms yeah. of fixing things, like you're gonna have, you know, it's, it it would be so sad. It's like you release a whole record and like you do you fucking track everything so perfectly. And just because you're so hard on for not auto-tune, you have like this one part in this one song that is like a little fucky and you're just, and you release the record and it's there for like 20 years and you're just like, that one part is going to fucking haunt me because I really just couldn't go back and like slightly fix it. You know what I mean? It's like, I know things I like know. that is fucking wild. Well, hey man, records are forever. That's the other thing too. Yes. It's like, you know, and, and sometimes you got to be conscious of, of the, uh, you know, the, I'll call it the arms race of production. Yes. Because sometimes things get a little too crazy and you go back and you're like, yeah. well, how come Led Zeppelin records still sound so good? Yes. You know what I mean? Hmm. They didn't have anything, any of that shit. And, you know, so it could be tough, man. It could be tough to make those decisions. But like, you know, to, to transition back to our record coming out tomorrow, hmm. I think that we did. We definitely used some production tricks and some instrumentation uh, that we haven't done before right i think we had a lot more programming and synths and uh things like that mm -hmm. on this record because we kind of felt like why not it's just like it made the songs better and yeah there was maybe more of a stigma with that kind of stuff back when we started mm -hmm. and now it's like literally nobody cares so it's i always like it sound good it sound good. Like, who the fuck? It's like, this isn't an episode of how it's made, right? You know what I mean? Like, you're not, right. <laughs> you're not fucking, I, I, it's so rare. And I always parallel this even to fucking YouTube. Like, people only see the fucking little three-minute video. Like, they don't care how much editing or any of that. Like, they could give a fuck. Maybe 1% of people, like, really, really super care. Like, are hardcore. And anyways, right. those are the people that are the fucking paralleling music. I call them the arm crossers at the shows anyways that are just, like, staring at you like, did they fuck up? <laughs> you know, like, we're, right. No, no, the guitar. No, that was the wrong guitar. No, mm -mm -mm. no, no, no. Fucking fake. All faked. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Like if it sounds good. And I mean, some, there's literally styles of music that require, like it's, it's based on processing, like just extreme processing that creates that style of music. And I mean, if people like it and want to fuck with it, great. And I think it's just a, it's almost like a scale of how much processing do you want nowadays you know and there's going to be always yeah. i guess bands that are like no we're true cavalts you know we can't fucking you know it's got to be 100 percent raw 100 percent everything you know and one take and that's cool as fuck right as a musician i have huge respect for that but as a listener i could give a fuck listening to it a lot of the time right yeah i mean i guess that's that's the difference right but you know i'll tell you i was the arms crossed kid literally when i was 12 years old <laughs> My first show ever. Right. I went to see Metallica, uh, and it was at Molson Park up in Barrie. You oh. know where that is. Oh sure. yeah, dude. Oh yeah. So um, it was it was 
Metallica with uh, Danzig and Suicidal Tendencies. Wow. So pretty cool first show. That's a badass and show. I was obsessed with Metallica. I had learned, you know, all their songs and guitar and everything else. And I'll never forget when they played Nothing Else Matters and Kirk Hammett played the A minor instead of the A major in Nothing Else Matters. And I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe that they got that wrong. I, you know, I'd studied every note and like, and then I, I was like, maybe I misheard it. I was telling people I know they're like, oh no, no. And then there was a live recording mm-hmm. straight up. He's playing a minor instead of a major and it's not nice. And I couldn't believe it. <laughs> believe it. It almost made it like, well, shit, if they're, if they can fuck up like that, like maybe I have a future in this. Yeah. Well, that that's especially, <laughs> I mean, live performance too. Like I always, obviously a band should be able to reasonably kick ass and replicate and sometimes even innovate on their recorded material. Right. Cause it's like, then it's just, it's a shit show. And then it just feels like, okay, like why, you know, it's, it's not a fun experience. I feel like a lot of the time, but you know, I feel like there's a there's a there's a level of forgivingness with a lot of that. First of all, it's live music. The band wants to have fun, right? Like as as much like very. I feel bad for tech bands, like like tech tech death bands that like they know because they have the hardcore fans that are like, hey, I know if you're gonna fuck up that fucking you know sharpened fifth right there, motherfucker. So you better not do it. So like I don't, like they gotta stare at their fucking instrument and just have focus <laughs> level a hundred and fucking twenty. In order to get that shit down, which is great, and again, as a musician, it's so much respect, but it's 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 exhausting, and I feel like it probably mentally is also exhausting. And even that, even though weirdly enough, adds to the live experience because it's very authentic and real, it takes away from the live energy because the band's so focused and not having as much fun. And I mean, as a guitarist, you know. It's not a wrong note. It's jazz, right? We always have that to fall back on, too. So it's, it's not big. Right. Not exactly, big. right? Yeah. Like my guitar teacher said, if you're ever soloing and you hit the wrong note, you got to hit it again so that they so that they think you meant to do you it. You have to hit it with confidence. <laughs> exactly. If you fuck up, you fuck up with confidence. It's no longer a fuck up. Right there, chat. There you go. That's like when... Yeah. <laughs> It's like when, uh, well, I see, I see Herman Lee's on from Dragon Forth. Yeah. You know, that was the coolest thing about them. They're playing like this crazy shit. Yeah. But then they're also having like a beer drinking contest on stage <laughs> at the same time. Like that's badass, yeah. you know? That's the way it should be, you know? Not like this, okay, we're not having any fun. We're trying to play as many notes as we can. And, you know, it's, that's not what music's about. It can get tricky. Yeah, exactly. It gets tricky with that. And I, and again, as a musician, I love that because it helps inspire like the next generation of guitarists, which is like, good. I'm glad guitar is getting even faster and making me want to fucking delete all my guitars every day. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, but it's, it, yeah, it takes away some times just from the simplicity of what's music, which again, I always just tie to it sound good. You listen like it good. Like who, who the fuck really cares at the point how it's made sometimes um you know how technical it is like doesn't give you good emotions when you listen to it or i mean sad emotions can be good too i guess right like does it give you emotion and an attachment to the music when you throw it on then that's i i feel like that's the core of all this shit you know what i mean like that's the core of fucking music is to well, yeah. have that and and that's always been the thing too is there's always been the bands you know you, you talk about tech death or you know any of those like super technical mm-hmm music categories or some of those guitar shredders, Mm. you know, and it's like, okay, your music, 
might be technically great, mm. but nobody gives a shit if there's no feeling behind it yes. or there's no meaning to it or anything, yes. right? Like, yeah. it's 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 a tale as old as time, and like these a lot of these musicians still don't understand it. Like, but I can play like really fast, and like I can play all this <laughs> this shit, and like I'm way better than that guy. It's like, yeah, but you're not better. Right, right. <laughs> you're more technically proficient yes that's not the same as better yes you know um yeah it's that's that's a such an important thing that i think a lot of especially younger mm-hmm. musicians they really that's really gets lost on them yes you know what i mean like what's a better band green day or dream theater yeah i don't know man just, maybe green day like maybe green day <laughs> you know maybe yeah. not, not anymore but you know maybe i want <laughs> I have, dude. I haven't fucking listened to Green Day since I was like a kid. Because I mean, fucking those are Boulevard of Broken Dreams, man. Fucking what is that? Guns. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go back further than that for the good stuff. But anyway, I'm, okay. I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. I remember that was the first <laughs> song I ever learned on guitar, and I thought it was so fucking badass. Um, just like learning those fucking simple ass chords. But dude, I'm with you on that. And what I what I feel like a lot of the guitar scene is starting to understand that like guitarists aren't growing guitarists, growing up guitarists now. They're they're like fuck. I have to be. A, like a songwriter like i have to understand song structures and sure you can be progressive and innovative as fuck but like i need to know what a motif is and like a melody you know like i i have to know what a hook is and that that that's what i do love about some of these tech death bands doing nowadays like archspire and fury and a few other guys is like like dude dean i fucking love d like what a band yeah they're they're fucking canadian boys our canadian boys canadian boys hey there bud let's go yeah dude fucking going to visit them up next up there in the mountains with my moose let's fucking go there but went up to the cottage got fucking tuned (laughs) tuned. perfect oh tuned there bud let's go man with my fucking tims let's go it on um <laughs> fuck it dude yeah fuck it i'll call of canada um but yeah even with like archspire and bands like that it's like they've introduced melody like they have choruses like sure like it's like and you're like what the fuck's happening but then they have a chorus and you're like that's a chorus <laughs> like this and then you realize the structure and you're like why is this a pop song structure with tech death everything else and it's like hey, oh, nothing wrong with that yeah, exactly yeah. like oh yeah. that's why i want to listen to it again right that makes sense that's right. why like there's actually a hook and a melody that actually brings you in and, and rhythmically even brings you in and things like that. So it's it's just fun and catchy and I'm glad. I, I feel like technical guitarists are starting to realize like, oh fuck, like we have to do this stuff now like and actually bring it in. Because I also feel like when it comes to guitar, like how much faster can you go as well? Like I feel like, sure, we can always get a little more techie. But I feel like we're at the point of like such diminishing returns of like, crazy new techniques and crazy new this and this and this where it's like you almost have to go backwards now and get crazy technical at at songwriting and melody choices than speed like you know oh i can shred a 300 bpm okay you know like that's not as impressive i guess nowadays as it used to be yeah i I totally agree there's there's it, it always happens like I always think that it can't get any crazier. Yeah. And then I'll hear, I'll hear something like even more insane. Like, uh, um, what's that band that came out? They came out with a record last week. They're like a deathcore band. It's called, it's like all, oh. all follow. Fuck. What is that? Hell, hell will, hell followed with hell followed something with hell and following. Hell and hell followed. Yeah. Yes. And hell and all hell. No, I don't know. Chat. You got yeah, us. Chat's band. got us. Uh, they got us. That band, it's like, I listened to that record and I was like, okay, I was wrong. 
it can get crazier. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and there's, there's always, it always will be something that pushes the limits. Mm-hmm. And I think, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon. Like I hate everything that's, that's like technically sound. Cause that's not true. And I love all these bands that we're discussing. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that there are people that are pushing the boundaries and pushing the limits. Yes. And that's amazing. Um, but you know, don't equate that with popularity is all I'm going to say. Right. Yes. Yes. Technical ability doesn't equal popular. It tying into and how of, followed with that's it. Yes. yes. And how followed with tying into what we've been saying, like fucking no one sees the behind the scenes. Like no one really cares. Like they listen to it. Do they want to listen to it again? Okay. Like it's as simple as that. And then the actual magic where I feel like that's where like there's the next tier in innovation of using all of the progressive knowledge and fucking technical knowledge is using it as underlying things, you know, having like this really chill, whatever crazy song that's very catchy, but then you notice all this crazy fucking technical shit in the background, but you, you're, it's not the focal point all the time. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, that's, I need to focus on that. No, there's, you know, the viewers still or the listeners just enjoying the melodies and the main things. So lacing it in together, that's what I see a few more uh, musicians nowadays doing, especially like in the modern metal scene. Which I'm like, thank God, because that creates innovative, good, unique, catchy music, you know, and I, I hope to see more bands continue yeah. to do that. And especially like on the guitar side, like the name of the game of guitar now is effects. Like what noise can I make? You know what I mean? Like that I, I feel like is where technical ability is going is how many noises, not how many notes, how many noises I can fucking make. <laughs> True, man. Like. Like when I heard Knock the Loose for the first time, and don't get me wrong, I love the band, but it was always just like, okay, it's, so it's just like really low, and then like, it's like, okay, well, what what kind of cool like is can you do? Is, yes. You know, and you know, or whatever, or like the slide in the right place, or or whatever, you know. And the problem is Tom Morello already used all the good ones, That's- so. He did a lot of that. Shit, man. <laughs> he did a lot of those. Like, I, I mean, there's, there's, especially like in, in deathcore and a lot of like the more extreme fucking genres. It's like the noises these fucking people are creating, especially using someone just use the emote. We had it, the whammy DT fucking p- oh, yeah. pitch pedal that like, I swear to God, I, I carry that thing next to me when we listen to music on Fridays just because I'm like, oh, there it is. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Found it. Where's the next one? Up. Oh, next song. Yep. It's right there. Right. So it's like, I feel like the name of the game is effects and production and just going fucking wild with that, especially yeah. with guitar. I want to I want to talk about vocals with, with you with that too because I feel like the name of the game for vocals now in, in the screaming world, I guess more so, is what zoo animals can we fucking replicate? <laughs> is, is, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's also like effects. Like what sound movie noise do we hear like from World War of the Worlds or whatever fucking movie? How do I make that a scream? You know what I mean? Like it's fucking- oh, for sure. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't have a lot of skills with that at all. Hmm. I'm no like Kyle Anderson from Brand of Sacrifice dude, or like those guys. Like, good. dude, oh, he's unbelievable. Also Canadian. Yes. Uh, but no, it, like I'm not. I'm no. I'm no those kind of guys. You know what I mean? And hmm. I, I, I don't want to say I struggled for a long time to find my voice in screaming, because um, that's not exactly true. But I think. Uh, there's a there's a certain nuance that I kind of had to get to, to be like okay I'm not just trying to, you know, just completely like blow my voice and yeah. just sound as crazy I am like there's times when like okay I want to do like more of a yelly passage here mm. or I want to do kind of a yelly into like a high thing and then like 
kind of a more moderate scream. I'm not just trying to scream like as guttural and as low as I can mm-hmm. to make it as heavy as possible because that doesn't always work out, right? Right. So, um, yeah, I, I think for me, it's it's always just been you, you hear a song and you go, okay, what's like the right emotion that the vocals need to have? Yes. It always, it always bothers me when I'm listening to something and it sounds like the screamer is like, trying too hard <laughs> that doesn't fair. sound like your natural voice you know what i mean mm. it just sounds like you're just trying to go like i'm not going to do it on, yeah, on, yeah. on my phone here because i'll sound absolutely terrible but <laughs> you know what i mean just like when it sounds like you're, you're borderline puking and yes. you don't even really know what what like that is that even vocals like what are you saying so <laughs> i think that that's really important too mm. you know um it's just to find that and be like okay like nick you have a very low talking voice right and it sounds great for a show like this, I don't have as low a voice as you. Mm. I'm not going to pretend that I am uh, have a low voice. <laughs> I mean, hello, everybody. I'm uh, going to talk like this for the rest of the stream because this is more soothing for for your ears. It's like, no, that's not my voice. Right. So why would I try to do that? You know, mm. the same as a singer trying to to you know sing too high or yeah. or whatever. It's like you've got your range. It's the same with screaming. Find your place. Yes. And know where you are because there are screamers I love. In every range, I mean, knock loose. I love that guy's voice. He's insanely high. His his, his screams. Yes, and they're one of the most popular heavy bands in the world right now. And then you know somebody like Kyle who can do it all. Well, hey, you know, dude, Kyle, fucking yeah. Kyle is is wild. Fucking Will Ramos, Lorna Shore with his fucking. Oh yeah. This fuck, okay. Oh god, I can't even do that without my sinuses going. And I don't even know <laughs> what that was at the end of uh, it's, to the health. I guess it's like a I was snarl. Like, like I don't know how else to describe that. Like a snarl scream. What the fuck? Like <laughs> sounds like a pig. Sounds like a pig. <laughs> and and I feel like that's like the new fucking meta for deathcore vocalists. At least is like what fucking random noise can we make that like makes this go viral on TikTok? <laughs> you know what I mean? That just so. shocks people. And I mean, but the hardest thing is, of course, fucking enunciation and actually making it sound good. And this is this is my big problem with a lot of deathcore vocalists sometimes is. I don't give a fuck if you can go, ooh, 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 you know, as, as low as you can. I like I need some tonality. I need some enunciation. You know what I mean? I need some some caressing of that of that of that tone to really appreciate it or else I just feel like it's just a frequency. You know what I mean? It's it's a bit tougher to attach to that then. Totally, man. I totally know what you mean. I mean, yeah, you got to be soulful, even if you're a deathcore deathcore band. Yeah. You got to get that soul, man. You got to get that feeling, you know? Yeah. Bring out the feels, right? Yeah. Do you, do you feel like nowadays, like, at, at vocals, and I mean, you've been doing both singing and screaming for fucking ever, but do you feel like it's almost like the meta of a vocalist, like, okay, you got to, at least in metal, right? You got you to gotta do crazy good singing. You got to be really good singing. And you got to have, like, the capability to at least do a couple, like, of those decent screams, Whereas I feel like back then it was like, here's the band that only did clean singing. Here's the band that only did screaming. And then there were some bands that did the mix. And I feel like that mixed portion now is like almost the majority, if that makes sense or if you think so as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. For sure, like that was a crazy thing was when we came out Mm. and a lot of the popular bands that had kind of just come out like just before us that had gotten more popular were like um, Atreyu. Yes, Atreyu. And uh, From Autumn to Ashes mm-hmm. was another one. And those are both bands where they have like a standalone clean singer. Yes. And in those cases, it's the drummer in both bands. Mm. Uh, or Under Oath's another one, right? Where yeah. like the 
the drummer does this clean singing and then they have a guy that that just does the screaming right yeah. and that was like the model or alexis on fire is another band like oh, that, alexis right? on, i love so, that you no one brings them up dude i love that you brought them up of course canadian right. so you, you get it yeah so, of course right so yeah you got george george up there running around being the crazy screamer and then you've got dallas green with the you know beautiful beautiful singing voice mm. so when we would play live and people hadn't seen us before yeah people were blown away right. that i did both blown away it was like a, a novelty almost yeah and i know now people are in their chat are probably rolling their eyes like tons of bands do that yeah but at the time there really weren't very many at all uh so a lot of people were like i can't believe he does both he does both and how does he switch between and all that mm. and um you know i don't know i i honestly in some ways kind of regret it because it oh, makes no. my life a lot harder i could imagine like having to do all that screaming and and like screaming is not easy mm. i don't care who you what, who you are or what you say it's not easy and then having to have pretty much all of your voice to be able to sing and hit notes and everything mm. it's difficult um but yeah man it's um there's definitely people that have totally surpassed me uh and are way better at both singing and screaming than I am like someone like Andy Sizik like that guy's insane I've, I've heard of Andy I've heard of him here and there yeah I've heard of <laughs> yeah, him yeah maybe you know him yeah like, he's a bit of an e-boy but like I still follow him it's okay yeah. <laughs> yeah um you know obviously like there's there's people like Andy that are insane and um you know it's just at the at the time I was coming out and doing it it was like okay I was one of the first people at least to get some notoriety in, in doing that right. so it's it's crazy man how how good people are at 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 being able to do both styles of singing at the same time. Well, but even with with your voice and you vo like I hear Shane in the song, that is Shane. You know what I mean? Like you're in the song, that's Shane. Like you have a very distinct voice, right? Even your screams are very distinct, which I feel like that's even much harder to to get like a distinct scream because there's so much distortion. It's almost like having yeah. a distinct distorted guitar tone and you know in a weird way, yeah. which is it's really hard to stand out with that. So that's yeah. the thing is you've always had the very distinct, here's my clean singing, here's my here's my screams. And then obviously you have various different techniques and various different types of kind of screaming in, in, in that capacity or like different ranges at least, right? And yeah. you've always stood out as a vocalist and it's so rare to find a vocalist, especially again, that has been going for so long, that has developed both so early on in, 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 their, in their band, that's still like kids are fucking jamming out and I want to get into, of course, modern day and fucking... TikTok and emo and scene culture and and screamo, my favorite term ever, and, and and how kids are growing up with that stuff now. But through all those years, having a voice that definitely stands out, what was kind of, I guess, the thing that when you started vocals made you, number one, I guess, be like, fuck, I kind of want to do some rars and some oohs at the same time. But also just, you know, I guess what were some of the influences that really drove you in both the singing and the screaming aspect of vocals? Yeah, that's a lot of great questions. Uh, you know, honestly, man, I do have a distinctive voice and I never really either. I, I didn't know that I did slash I didn't like my voice okay. for a long oh, wow. time growing up. I think because my voice sounded different from other people, hmm. I felt like it was worse than other people, if that makes any sense. Okay. So it's like, yeah, whenever I would, you know like record something with like if it was just when i was a kid or with like a local band or whatever um things i was in you know people would always say like oh yeah like i can tell that that's you and not mm -hmm. you know no effects or blink 182 or like whatever band we were trying to do right um and and of course like you could but 
Blink-182, like, Tom DeLonge has a super distinctive voice. <laughs> yes, probably, that, that the, mic, probably that the most like, distinct voice yeah, ever. <laughs> that mic has a super, super distinctive voice. And, like, one thing that I did, one thing that I didn't do is just try to imitate other singers. Right, okay. Pretty much because I was never very good at it. So I just, or if I did try to imitate someone, I just still sounded like me. So, um, yeah, I think, I think now I look back at, at that and I think of that as being a really positive thing that I do have a distinctive uh, tone to my voice because when you think about it, a lot of the, you know, most popular bands, a lot of them have very distinctive voices and a lot of them aren't even really that good singers. Like right, if you right. think of someone like Bono, you know Bonner right away. Is he a great singer? Not really. Robert Smith, like, mm. not really. James Hetfield, like, you know it's Hetfield. Yeah, hey, is he, is he a great singer. I don't, I don't know. But He's you know okay. it's Hetfield because he says yeah more than he's his right. voice. <laughs> you know, even the early stuff though, he had a cool sounding voice. So right. you know, uh, and then there's people like Dave Mustaine. It's, um, that's very unfortunate that you sound like that, dude. But um, you know, seriously though, it, right. it um. It, it, it was, I think, difficult for me at some point to be like, okay, this is how I sound. Like, let's just get the best at sounding like right. me. And then that was what I worked on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget all the rest of your questions. But, yeah. um, I, you know, I think I think coming up... Oh, it influences and stuff. Yeah. I think coming up, um, I liked so much different music. And you can probably tell by all the bands I've brought up already. Yeah. That I, I'm really all over the place. And anything that was metal or punk... Uh, and then I got into the the softer, the emo stuff, mm. Midwestern emo and all that, like later in high school. Um, but, you know, so I think I just always liked diversity. Right. So I always liked fast punk, like real, real snotty vocals. I liked stuff that was a little more whiny. And I liked whiny. Stuff that was- <laughs> so my voice kind of just I tried to do all these different things and I became, I think, okay at all of them and not great at any and then it was like okay well if i do them all okay Mm. then maybe that'll be then maybe i'll be good overall but um there was a a band i have to give a lot of credit to from our hometown in burlington ontario Mm. called grade that existed in the 90s they put out a record a couple records on victory uh and they were super super influential just they were a band that the guy did both singing and screaming he, right. he his singing voice was probably not quite as good as mine, but uh, he definitely had way more charisma and way more character. And I mean, he was like on stage. He was like Mick Jagger up there. Oh, like, this guy was so fucking cool. So grade was it was one of my uh, my favorite bands still to this day. I think they're amazing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, yeah, that that's. That I mean, I, that kind of explains again, like looking into Silverstein and just again, your guys' sounds and influences. Like you hear a lot of variety and a lot of those influences. Like you obviously fucking hear the metal side, you hear the scene side, you hear the more punk side. Which is it's cool to see that again, the earlier stuff and then it develop over the years. I want to ask you uh, one more thing when it comes to kind of your you know getting into all this stuff. Um, when it comes to vocals, like you were saying with drumming, and you got away with you know drumming really loudly in your fucking house. How was your Paris with the, the the demon noises when you started doing that? Oh man! <laughs> wow. Yeah. So when I started doing this the screaming, 
my mom was very concerned that I was going to wreck my voice, like ruin my singing voice okay. and never be able to sing. Oh, so, so it wasn't like and, a concern, like you're going to join a cult. It was like an actual, like, <laughs> you know, like, oh no, like you have, you're really good at singing. So maybe. No, okay. <laughs> no, my, my parents are, are cool. Um, really, really cool. They've always been super, super supportive mm. and they still are. And they were never too worried about that, but definitely. Yeah. I remember when I started doing the, the screaming, my, my mom was like, Oh, you're going to wreck your voice. And cause you know, to be fair, I was a little worried about it too. Oh yeah. Right. And you know, I, there were times like we would, we would play like the, one of the first songs we, we did with a lot of screaming is from our first album. It's called bleeds no more. Mm. And almost the whole song is screaming and we would on purpose. We would play that last. Yeah. It would make a great opener, but we played it last because I knew after all that screaming, it was going to be hard to continue. So over time, you know, my voice, it's like a muscle and it got stronger and it got built up and I don't have too many vocal problems, knock on wood. Uh, but, you know, at the time I was like, maybe she's right. Like maybe I won't be able to, mm -hmm. to sing as well. And of course, looking back to that time, there were no bands. There was no like, like roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen if you scream in a band for 20 years? Like <laughs> the only thing was like Slayer or something. And like, that guy doesn't fucking sing so who cares like yeah you know but but for a band that does singing and screaming there were no band there were no people to be like okay well after after like five years yeah you know it's like am, am i just gonna not be able to sing anymore is my voice just gonna be destroyed right you know? yeah no actually on the road you know yeah no that that, that makes that it's cool cool to hear from my perspective of back then of like Oh yeah, like everyone's, you know, you're trying to do this stuff, and a few other bands are trying to do this, and eventually start to do it more and more. And they're like, I like, we don't know if this will, like, if my voice is just gonna bleed, and like, you know, my throat's just gonna start fucking bleeding nonstop in like twenty fucking years. Like that's that's a that's so fucking funny because I mean, you you see nowadays, and you're like, how do you scream? You go on YouTube and you fucking Google how to fry scream tutorial, right? Not saying it's the best tutorial ever, but you know, it's like, okay, people right. have been doing this for a while now. Like, there's more of a, it, it, it's more of a science to it i feel like it's still like very underdeveloped and there needs to be much more sure. like you know actual yeah. education to it because i think it's it's incredible to learn how to scream and, and all that shit but back then it's it's literally like i am shouting really loud and things feel tense is this good 10 years from now <laughs> just which is an interesting yeah. perspective man yeah, not to mention like when i'm in the studio I'm doing a bunch of screaming. I, st I start getting headaches really bad. Right, right. Like horrible, horrible headaches. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't happen when I sing. Yeah. But if it's happening when I'm screaming, like, that can't be good for me. You know what I mean? Like, that can't be good. Yeah. Like a splitting headache like this. This You scream and then, like, the, the, your headache just, like, sucks back. And it's like, ah! Oh! Like, every performance. Dude, it's it's not good, man. Damn. It's not good. Fucking That doesn't happen live. That's good. Um. For some reason, I think it's because like in the studio, it's like every line needs to be like the most right. intense thing you've ever done. And you're doing it like over and over and over again for hours. So live, it's a little bit different. Mm. But yeah, in the studio, man, it, it kicks my ass sometimes. Dude, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's... That was always the stigma I remember for most musicians that are like, hey, I want to learn screaming is, well, first of all, why are you making these demon noises, you know, for parents in their houses that would get scared shitless. So they would always like, oh, they, I, I, so many times I've had vocals on the show and they're like, yeah, I learned screaming in my car. 
which is like such an iconic spot yeah. is to go in the car and be like, I did there. Well, cause I couldn't do it at home. Cause as soon as I did, my fucking mom would call the priest, you know, <laughs> like, and be like 100%. That was me too. That was and I didn't have anyone. And nobody told me that, you know, I, I, I was a, I guess everyone comes to their own conclusion, right. but that's what I did, man. I would, I would, yeah, get in the car and I'd park down the street. And I hope that nobody would walk by wondering what the hell I was doing in the car. Yeah, because like, um, what do you, how do you explain that, right? It's like, why, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, I'm just practicing. <laughs> so it's just like, what yep. the fuck? That's yep, the best spot. Yeah, it's, it's wacky. Man. So it's, it's cool to see how, again, just even that has developed over the years into being like, screaming's a thing now. Like, this is like, yeah, like, oh, you scream. Okay, cool. Like, this is, this is, it's normalized to a point, I feel, where it's not as much like, what the fuck's happening. Even though there's still, like I said, there still needs to be more, I think, you know, actual explanations and science put into it. I feel like people like, of course, like the legendary Melissa Cross has really helped, you know, with that front with, you know, you see this innocent, nice lady and then she's talking about like these fucking demon vocals and making these noises. And you're like, oh, (laughs) you know, like, okay. I had a lesson, a couple lessons with Melissa Cross back in, I want to say, 2005, 2005, 2006. So I went to New York, you know, and she has this, I don't know, I don't know what she's, I haven't talked to her in years. Mm. Um, and I went, you know, went to her, to her place and I did four lessons over two days and I was amazed. She was, she was like, I remember I sent her like the, the CD it was discovering the waterfront. Mm-hmm. She was like, you're amazing. Oh, I was like, really? I'm amazing. Ooh. She's like, oh my God, you're amazing. And then she sh- sh- told me how to warm up. Mm. And then like I screamed and I was like, I don't know. I don't think, think I'm doing it right. And she showed me a bunch of stuff that like didn't really work for me. Right. One time she said, "This is kind of funny." And I'm not trying to throw her in their bus. This is just real. Mm. She she handed me like a Sure uh, SM58. I don't have one here, but I have right. one like like this. I'll show you. Okay. So um, this is not an, not an SM58. And and like she was like, yeah. So if you're screaming into the microphone, um, what you do is you just take your hand and you just do this. And I'm like, you mean cup the mic? Okay. <laughs> Are you? Did I really just pay you like eight hundred dollars to for you to tell me to cup the mic, to cup the mic when I'm screaming? You know, like I was floored. Right. And I was like, "There's no way!" Like, cause you know the the Zenith stream screaming video DVD I think had just come out, and I was like, "Right." There's no way right. the dude from A Life Once Lost is cupping the microphone. Like right. that guy's just animal. And I was like, "I don't think like I." And I asked, I was like, "Is is he or uh hmm. or the dude from Lamb of God? Like, are they really screaming like this?" And she's like, uh, "Not exactly." <laughs> I don't know. And then, you know, Keith, Keith Buckley swore by it and he learned all her techniques. And then that guy was amazing. So I think you're right that, that screaming is not, there's not an exact science to it even today. Yeah. Like some people do certain things. Maybe, maybe Andy would disagree, but, um, well, even, even like you go to vocalist and you're like, how do you like, you'll, how do you learn to scream? They'll be like YouTube or Zen of screaming. Like go watch the Zen of screaming. Right. Melissa Cross Zen of screaming. It's like, that shit's old now. Like I, I remember getting that and being like going online and I'm like, wait, this isn't just like, this wasn't, this was released like 10 fucking years ago. You know what I oh, mean? Like, longer. Like it probably came out in, Oh, like when I, when I had that lesson with her, it was either 2005 or 2006 right. and that had already come out. Right. Right. So I want to say that that DVD probably came out in like Oh six. Holy shit. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's like the, I, I would assume unless there's something new I haven't heard about, like the most recent like educational actual piece on screaming vocals which is like that's fucking right. crazy like you go on you want to search guitar course trust me you'll get scammed everywhere right but like there's no place to get scammed to learn how to do vocals like i just want to get 
you know, pay a dude like $500 for him to just stare at me. Like, I like, come on, like, I at least want to know that it exists. But I feel like it's just, it's so much more rare nowadays, which is, which is crazy. It's fucking crazy that. There's that, man. Something that's so popular and so cool, especially now, like kids are growing up in fucking school or whatever and like doing the noises. And instead of being scared, they're like, that's so fucking sick. You know, like that's, that's sick. How'd you make the noise, man? You know what I mean? It's, it's this different mentality, which of course ties to just the modern age of TikTok and all that. And I, I want to get to that in a second. I do want to ask one very important question. So you guys have basically have all original members for quite some time, you know, with, I think your guitarist switched out 10 years ago or something like that. Right. And four, four out of five of us the whole time, basically all the albums are four. Out of right. Five of us. Okay. How? the fuck do you do that <laughs> you know like how are you a band like do you like you guys still like each other right like how did you, how do you how does how does that happen just psychologically even or just how do you guys still like each other after being tucked away in a van and dealing with each yeah. other's shit for so long <laughs> you know I, I don't i'm not you know i'm not in other bands to know how they operate right but i think we've always had obviously common goals like we all we all always wanted the same things right and i think we've all had a role Hmm. in what we do in the band right you know um just besides just you know playing our instrument there's always like okay you know paul's the paul our drummer he's also our manager you know what i mean so there's that kind of stuff and and you know everybody has their own sort of sort of role in in what they what they like to do um i don't know we have a lot of respect for each other i don't I, i know i have a podcast called lead singer syndrome it's very tongue in cheek because I don't think I have it too bad. Right. I don't think I'm too much of a diva. Um, <laughs> it's okay. You, know, you, I, you, you've, earned, you, you've earned it. Fuck it, dude. Be a fucking diva. <laughs> right. I mean, definitely. You know, um, I think I think that that's been the key, and just you know, a lot of respect. Everybody's opinion matters. Um, okay. I think everybody realizes. Okay, not everybody's going to be the chief songwriter. Not everybody's. Mm. You know, some people's. You know, maybe opinions hold more weight than others <laughs> however every cough cough always the vocalist and guitarist just saying <laughs> just maybe, <I> <laughs> yeah there was, there was one time when we were voting voting on something right and it wasn't something serious it right. was like we were voting on like we're, what we we're going to get for lunch right and and uh there was I, I forget what it was but the thing came came up and it was like okay we're going to get this thing instead of the thing i wanted right and i said no 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 my vote counts as two sorry <laughs> <laughs> and that was and that was the only time that was the only time i that was uh, the I only touched. vocalist card i got you yeah. i got you <laughs> well that's, it's funny because again those dynamics are important and i always I, I say it like yo being a fucking band like you're like that's like a marriage like to five fucking people or however four five six hundred people fucking and yeah you don't have sex that's the worst part <laughs> yeah dude you don't have yeah exactly you don't have it marriage. it's yeah man and it's like Everyone has to be happy to some capacity, usually, right? You know, sure, you'll piss each other the fuck off, but you got to figure out how to kind of reconcile or that's going to build resentment over the years and then you're fucked, right? But also, you're in a business with everyone that you're married to. So it's like, holy fuck. Like, when you really think of what a band is in terms of relationships, God fuck it. How how do any bands fucking make it that long? Like that's that's always the surprise to me, and that's why I see you guys have done it for so long. It's like, bro, that's that's like fucking ridiculous. Like just claps for you guys doing well, that I'll, shit. I'll tell you this: everyone everyone in my band is a good dude. Right. Like that's just straight up. Everybody in my band is a good dude. We all have each other's backs. 
all the time, no matter what it is. If it's a personal thing, everyone's super understanding. Right. And I think that that is, that is the key. Like nobody thinks anyone in the band isn't on their team or on their side. Right. We're all, we're all working together. That's there's good. nothing, you know, there's no conspiracy between members or we want it to go this way or, you know, we're, it's all very open and stuff. And I think that that's, that's been important for us. That's good. Um, and I don't know some bands, I know they don't really communicate that well and they, there can be misunderstandings and, and, yeah. you know, and some and stuff like sometimes that. vocalists get canceled randomly, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Also, ace for that, being a vocalist and for that long and not getting fucking canceled, dude. That is, that. regardless <laughs> of the band, I'm going to straight up give you mad credit for just that. Because that is like, especially in the like emo punk scene. Holy shit, Shane. Bro, like you are a diamond in the rough with this shit, fam. That's why I'm saying like that's just, that is, that is impressive. Okay, because that's not easy to do nowadays. Well, I don't know. We, I don't know. We've always tried to set a high standard for ourselves. That's been a been an important thing. Like since day one, it's like, okay, we are every single person we meet. Right. We don't burn bridges. That was always number that's good. one. Yes. Don't be a dick. Don't burn a bridge with anybody, no matter what. Yes. And I'm so glad. There's been times like. It was like, oh, we could really take the low road here. We could really take the low road. It would be so good. It's like, no, no, no. We don't do that, you know. And then, you know, sure enough, like years later, that person that we were cool to is now like running a fucking venue or, or a label. And they used to be an idiot, you know. I used to be a piece of shit. I used to be. Um, people that know that reference. Uh, but but like you know, and then all of a sudden they come out of the woodwork and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, like when I was seventeen and I like didn't pay you guys for that show, Jeez. but you guys were like, you guys were cool, and it's like okay, now you run Warner Brothers, like you know, yeah, it's like you know these kinds of things happen. So I think we had a lot of a lot of um, we were mature beyond our years with that. A lot of it comes from just growing up in punk rock and and the sense of community and right. that, that stuff was always important to us. Mm. But yeah, but de definitely that is um, that is huge. Can I ask you what this K E K W thing is? Oh, heck W! It's just it's just lol. They're just laughing. It's just oh, it's, it's, it's okay. lol W Keck W. Okay. That's that's it. Yeah, and they use the face of the guy. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's the it's like a fucking. It's, I think it's in Spanish. This interview between these two people. It's like this big meme fucking thing. And no one understands what's happening, so they've always done memes of it, like where like they, they dub it and they're like talking about my sugar or they're talking about this. And the dude's laugh is just fucking hilarious, and that became a meme. That's basically, yeah, that's it. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, I see. Oh, is it? It's an emo it's an emote that I don't have. That's why it says that. I, th I, I think it's a pretty general emote. Yeah, Kek like people use it from different channels. It's a pretty general one. That that people can oh, just okay. yeah okay the kek dub crazy yeah, I think I don't have it because I'm just getting like it's just texting like it's, my whole thing is just, just oh, says that it's um my 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 dude said it's on better TV if you don't have better TV so that's like an extension you can run with Twitch which allows like special ish emotes and stuff like that oh, God. yeah they're gonna call me they're gonna call me a boomer <laughs> okay I I want to get to definitely they're Twitch obviously they're the, I've done it I've done it I want to get to Twitch streaming podcast new album and all that. But I do. I, I actually have now one more question with that. Did you have during your touring years? I'm sure you had maybe multiple of them. But did you have any one that day that stuck out 
which was like a, oh my fucking God, this really happened day when you were on tour. Like you look back and you're like, it was so ridiculous, whether it was just like, you know, the worst bullshit after the worst bullshit or just the funniest random shit, which you look back and you're like, wow, like that day really fucking happened to us. We got three speeding tickets in one day. No fucking. Oh, good start. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then we realized it was because someone drew a huge dick on the back of our trailer, like in, like in dirt. And we're pretty sure that's why we got pulled over three times for the parking tickets or the uh, speeding tickets. Um, God, dude. But, but that's not my answer. Uh, we're, oh, my God. Right. Okay. That, I would, that would have been good. All right. Keep going. Um, uh, the, there was this one time. We, you know, when we were a young band and we were touring a van, we, we would always like try to find random places to stay. Right. Because we couldn't afford hotels and stuff. So we were in somewhere in California and this kid um, said, Hey, you can stay at, at my house. Great. Right. Cool. So we follow him to his house. It's in a nice, nice neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, in like Orange County or something, California. And he's like, Hey, can you, uh, my house is like on the other street, but can you like, can you park on like this other street? Okay. So it's already like a little bit sketchy. Yeah. So we get to this house. It's like really, really nice. And, and you know, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, like you know, there's nobody home or whatever. We're like, oh, okay. Like, so where are your parents or whatever? He's like, oh, well, uh, actually, this is my neighbor's house. Um, I'm just like watching it for them while they're on vacation. <laughs> okay. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, whatever. Right. Um, like, then I'm like, they clearly don't know we're here. Right. So it was weird. But then the weirdest part was, he decided pretty much pretty randomly he just pulled down his pants and set his balls on fire. Oh, right dude, there. what? Right there in the kitchen. He put lighter fluid on his genitals and lit them up and it did not go well. It did not go well. He his like clothes caught on fire and everything and he was like ah put it out and then and then um yeah, it was bad. It was really bad and we were like what the hell's wrong with this guy? So bunch of us went and slept in the van uh i did not you did not about, i did not I, I, I didn't want to sleep in the van i was like i don't care this is weird but I, i'm still i'm still not, not going to van sleep the van is worse so and the van was worse especially when there's already four four dudes in there so <laughs> so anyway i don't know what time seven in the morning right i get woken up and uh the guy's like hey uh my neighbors are on the way back you guys gotta go <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Then that dude ended up, like, years later, he was, like, in a band that was, like, pretty successful. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, I forget, I forget what they were called. Uh, he was, I was going to have him on my podcast just to tell that story. But, yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> dude, what? Yeah, that was, that was a weird one. What? Like, it's fucking... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's horrifying, too, just being there. You're just like, hey, I just got to invite... Like, you know, we're a band. We're... We're trying to get you know make our way and some dude invite us like okay we're already a little sketched out and dude's balls are on fire he's just like let's yeah. fucking go and it's like it was like a trick he was like you want to see a cool trick okay we're like uh, i didn't that I helped was like, the context but it's still fucked up all right yeah it was like it was like almost like i don't know maybe jackass was you know this was the height of jackass ah, okay. that was like a cool stunt but it was very unprovoked and very you know unprovoked. nobody was like hey man can you set your balls on fire for us like as a trick you just did it so that was a weird one and yeah okay that's that makes a little more it still fucking makes no sense but it makes a little more sense in that case it's i, I thought it was literally just like 
yo, like you guys like peek in the kitchen and you're just like, yo guys, here's my balls. And you just fucking lit them on fire. Just like, not like a, it was, a little, <laughs> it was definitely a little like that, honestly, because there was no, there wasn't much discussion about it. There but. wasn't much discussion. Yeah. That, well, dude, I yeah. mean, that would have been a, if, if only during the Vine days, dude, that would have been a crazy good Vine right there. You guys would have exploded through, through the internet just through that fucking A, man. Uh, no, there were no, there were no phones. Thank God. <laughs> there was a picture there. We do have a picture of the guy holding his like after because he burned him pretty bad. Fuck, he's like man. holding it with like ice and he's wearing a Silverstein shirt. This photo, <laughs> this photo exists somewhere. It exists somewhere. That's amazing, dude. That is like to a hard drive. Just album my, artwork one day for like just a future. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that picture. No context. Call it the good old times. <laughs> just that's it. Oh, I, I remember what the band is called. Okay. Um, I think I don't want to get it wrong. Okay. I think they're called Heart to Heart. Yep, there he is. <laughs> Heart to Heart. I remember the, the balls fire on everything. That's the dude. <laughs> Nick Zappo. That's his name. There, there you yep, go. Energetic California rock quintet. Quintet. Sorry. Yes. Good for uh, I think he might also be a professional wrestler now. What the fuck? Or something like that. So there you go. Yeah. Dude, that uh, that's is, the guy. That's so. amazing. That's always I I got I gotta ask bands this more often. Fuck, man, you guys go through some crazy shit. Like just just I mean, of course, fucking twenty years as a band. Like that's why it's always like the fun question of like there has to be like I'm sure there's a lot, but there has to be one that's like what the fuck? Like this really fucking happened because the road's a fucking wild place, man. Right? Like it's 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 oh. it's fucking insane. <laughs> there are so many there's so many stories that I think back to, right? And I go. Like, I wouldn't believe that happened. Right. But it happened. Yeah. No? Well, that's... Just the other day, I was, I was talking, like, I remembered the story, and we were, because we, we just got back from tour, so we just crossed the border. Right. So one time we were, we were driving up to the U.S. border, and we were in a van, and we, there was, like, a dead skunk on the road. Right. It was already dead, but we ran, re-ran over the dead skunk. Mm. And so it smelled. Very bad. Oh fuck! So we rolled up to the U.S. border, and oh, we, you know, and the, the woman was like, "Passports? What the hell is that smell?" We were like, "Oh yeah, we hit a skunk," and she was like, "Just go, just go, <laughs> just go," and, and just straight up waved us through without checking our identification <laughs> or anything. She was like, "Just go," just go. and. And and I'm like to me, I was like thinking about that. I was like, did that really happen, or did I just like make that up in my mind? And then was bringing it up, and Josh Josh from my band was like, oh no, that happened. I remember you were driving, I was riding shotgun. I, I totally remember it. So, but there's so many things like that that happen, and you're like, did that really happen, or like is this just exist in a weird like pocket of my mind, like I dreamt it? It's like no. It really happened. Well, yeah, and I'm sure back then, too, it's like it's not like that's the focus of your entire tour, right? It's like that's just one day, and then the next day you're focused on, fuck, can we get to the show on time? And, you know, where are we going to fucking take a dump on the way there? You know what I mean? It's like there's more yeah. important things, and then it's like you look back a few later, and you're like, years later, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Just like... So many, man. I know. I, I should write a book. Dude, yes. Just, I just <laughs> there needs, is there a band? Uh, no, fuck. Is there a book yet on just like crazy band stores? You think like other than fucking like one band, like fucking Motley Crue or something, and there's a biography. But do you think there's just a collage of craziest fucking band stories book that exists yet? Because there needs. I don't to know. Be. I, I was trying to start a podcast like that for a while. I did. Oh. I did a whole bunch of. Um, I got a whole bunch of people to to tell me their stories. Um, I probably did like eight to ten of them. 
and then it just kind of was it was a pandemic thing mm. like ah, i'm even gonna start this like tour stories kind of podcast i was gonna gonna do that and then my friend literally called started a tour stories podcast okay but my my idea was a little bit different i might still do it but i, I think it would be really good the problem is now like you said earlier like everyone's worried about getting canceled so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true man it's 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 fucking wild how that shifted like it's sad too because like it's like yeah, like we do news review and i'm like i'm literally like on loudwire i'm like all right which one which one this week which band that i liked you know can i not listen to this week now like it's like all right oh it's that one that's cool well, that's great i'm glad i just promoted them on the show last week so that's i love it you know what i mean so it's that seems to be the new meta of what band got canceled this week and it's like i said it's sad but it's real like it's just yeah it's know. real do you do you have a favorite canceled vocalist so like pretend like aside of the canceling aside the personality just like just it's a weird question just voice (laughs) like a favorite who is your favorite cancels vocalist's voice (laughs) (laughs) do you have one who's your favorite piece of shit shane yeah exactly (laughs) just their voice what band do you really wish you could still listen to okay okay what what person what canceled vocalist's (laughs) voice do you wish you could put in somebody who's not canceled there oh man right okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah like if brand new could could like get a new singer <laughs> that would be great and keep sure. but yeah but keep the keep the incredible talent of like the voice in itself which is just you know whatever right. talking keep well, all that but not the rest will, of the person i will answer i will answer the question okay uh even if the chat is like don't answer <laughs> uh <laughs> you want, i can go first if you want if no, no, no. okay okay for, for me uh, for, for me, I think when the brand new stuff came out, that was probably the toughest because that's okay. That's a band that wrote one of my favorite records ever, and I haven't got you. I haven't listened to it since, right, so right. That, that's the one for me. Okay, that's that's fair. Mine is probably it's it's probably Johnny Craig. Like I'm like, dude, give that voice to anyone else. Like please, God. Like just is he, is he canceled though? Like I, he's still like he's, it's it's enough, man. It's canceled enough. It's like it's, right. It's like there's the there's the I mean the fucking MacBook thing is just funny at this point. Well, like then there's like the right. there's like the fucking YouTuber abuse things allegations, and it's like all right, that's it's almost that's it's almost like the Trump thing, right? Like man. when the expectations are so low. Yes. You just like the guy, they, they become like uncancelable because it's like there's already been so much shit <laughs> out there that everyone really knows is true and nothing would surprise anybody. Yeah. And yet it's like, well, you knew he was a piece of shit. So it, it doesn't make any sense, but that does, right. that does for some reason happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a weird popular thing. Like I said, I mean, it's popular in the metal scene. And then there's like the punk scene where it's like, come on. Like, was it everyone? You know what I mean? Like, was it literally everyone in the like, not punk, sorry, pop punk? scene where it's like come on man like who like there's gotta be some people still left which there is but it's it seems like that got very exaggerated with like they didn't get the memo of and i always say this if there's an x on their hand like they're underage you know move on to the next (laughs) this pop punk scenes didn't seem to get that memo back in the day as much is it okay is this okay i'm I'm gonna get real for a second is this a real thing or is this a meme because like Hmm. i was i always see this and people I saw, you know, the Hard Times article that, like, you know, right. they had to push the barricade and warp tour back, you know, 100 feet because of all the people that were, you know, that terrible, terrible Hard Times news article. You don't know it, I guess. Okay. Um, it's a joke. But anyway, okay. <laughs> I, I, like, wondered, is this, like, actually a thing? Because I'm, like, trying to think of, like, people. And I'm, like, I don't know. Like, Mark Hoppus isn't canceled, you know? Like, well, yeah. yeah. Blink, blink, know, like, blink. Great is God. Blink. There's, like, tons of bands I'm, like, think of. I'm, like, I don't know. But. It's, I don't know. I, I think I it's more. It's definitely more than zero. 
Right. That's where it's like, okay, it's it's more than zero. And I guess it's a very vocal more in that capacity. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, fuck, like this, this is a thing. You know what I mean? And it seems to be more, um, more of a thing in certain scenes, even though I, w I wouldn't say like every pop punk fucking vocalist has, you know, done things with, you know, that they shouldn't have done. It's like, it's more of the, there's more than, it's just, there's a lot. Or at least there's a decent right. amount that's like, fuck, you know, you, you wake up and then it becomes like kind of almost a meme, a stereotype in that sense of like, oh yeah, I listened to this pop punk bank back in the day. Oh, are they, did, did the, is the vocalist in jail? <laughs> like, is it, you know, kind of, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird. It's weird. It's definitely weird. <laughs> it's weird. But yes, talking about today, of course, well, today or modern day in general, you guys have a brand new fucking record coming out. Misery made me, which is stoked. Again, we were saying we were checking out all the new singles as they've kind of been dropping and all that. And um, yeah. I guess when it comes to actually talking about music, which I never seem to do anymore on my show, how how was it kind of writing this record? You know, Was there any unique little differences when it comes to the approach that you guys maybe haven't taken before or was there any pizzazz or spice that you were like all right this is what makes this the new silverstein record instead of this is what makes this just another silverstein record if that makes sense yeah well i mean first of all we wrote this record you know prime canadian pandemic right where you know nick like everything was shut down everything when we were making when we, were, we made the record in um uh, just outside of Caledonia on a native reservation. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, the, the studio is called Jucasa. It's a beautiful studio. They have the they have the console from Abbey Road. Holy which is pretty crazy. Shit. Okay. Um, and we lived there. So after not seeing each other for like over a year, basically, like mm -hmm. we did a couple live streams and stuff, but we, you know we weren't touring. So after not really seeing each other, we lived uh, along with our producer uh, in the apartments that were attached to the studio. So we were basically living at the studio, which I think was really great for the creative process. Like we, we were able to, you know, have a hard day in the studio and then get together and hang out, you know, drink some wine, watch basketball and hockey and just chill. Hmm. And then sometimes like things would kind of little things would get, you know, spark from there. It'd be like, right. Hey, you know, that, like that, that, that song today we were working on, like that one part, like, what if we tried this? And it was like, we weren't talking about it seriously in the studio. Like we're going to do it right now. Mm. We're talking about it like an idea after we've had like half a, half a dozen glasses of wine. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but a lot of that stuff really, um, really was cool for, um, for, you know, just the vibe. And we were getting along super well. We, we, we legitimately missed each other. Oh, that's nice. Another thing we were doing the the owner of the studio also owns two different golf courses so we were able to play golf for oh, free dude, so yes. we played golf almost i mean a couple of the guys played every single morning um but I, you know we would play like golf all the time so we'd go out we'd get up early in the morning play golf completely clear our heads and then you know start recording in the studio at like you know 12 or 1 p.m mm. and just you know like feel super refreshed and it was great you know yeah. um that vibe was was really good and i think with you know the actual you know nuts and bolts of the record we had more ideas than we've ever had before we had about 20 right. which for us is a lot we usually we're not one of those bands that's like we've got 50 songs and then like that dude that always like it's it always confuses me when i see those headlines i'm like what the, where the fuck did they go <laughs> it's like yeah but like and and especially when it's a record that sucks balls and you're like <laughs> okay 
if the, if you pick these 12 and they all suck, those other 38 must have been absolute trash. Like, I uh, yeah, can't imagine how bad they were. So, no. So, we, we typically, yeah, we, you know, we, we aim for a 12-song kind of record. We might have 13, 14, like, ideas. Right. You know, different variation of, of finished. Um, and this time we had about 20 pretty solid ideas, which is a lot for us. So, we, um, we were able to... I don't know, really kind of pick where we wanted them all to go. And we, you know, start to say like, oh, well, this one's a little bit like this one. So like, let's eliminate that. And let's just make right. a record that's, that really takes a cool journey, has a lot of dynamics and a lot of different, um, a lot of different vibes. Mm-hmm. And we're really stoked on it. Dude, um, awesome. But I will say this, you know, making the record was, was really like, you know, a happy time and mm-hmm. was very cathartic for us. But the life that we were living the year and a half prior when mm. we were writing the thing was not. Oh, okay. So it's a dark record. It's an angry record. Um, there's a lot of frustration you can, you can hear, I think in this record. Um, it's not a happy record. There's no, there's no love songs on this. There's page. no love songs on this one. <laughs> no love songs. Well, yeah, like it's, and it's, that's the thing again, just from, I haven't heard the whole album yet, but just from listening to again, every single you guys have been throwing out, like it, like you guys have that variety, you have that Silverstein spice, you know. It's and it's it's and I hear a lot of the innovation, and I hear I hear the uh, the angst, which is always a fun term, you know, like the 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 anger, that raw energy in that sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also hear like no, like here's the big catchy hooks, here's the big, you know, you know the arena kind of sounding parts that kind of like are like oh fuck in a big arena that's gonna like blow the fuck up and people are gonna be singing the fuck along. So it's it's cool that you guys are blending those worlds super well and. Even like as hearing that last track, which I know I mentioned before we started stream, I'm so fucking bad with song names. Um, the chunky one you guys released, not I love. Yes, that one. I was like, holy fuck! Like, I mean, like I knew Silverstein, but goddamn, like you guys, like if you guys want to get mad, you get mad. <laughs> you know, like you don't fuck around yeah, with that shit, dude. Well, I'll tell you the story about Dialogue. Go for it. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to show you. Okay. Oh, sh- okay. Shit, we get a fucking whole class for this shit. Let's do it. Thank you guys, Chad, by the way, for hanging out. Show, show, Shane the love. Again, he streams on Twitch as well as check out the new uh, Silverstein record, Misery Made Me. Yeah, after this, when uh, we're, we're going to be keep going for a little bit, and then we're going to be doing, um, we're going to check out No Cover. So uh, don't miss out. Okay. Wait, that's, what is, what is that? Wait, that's, I think, I, I, dude, I think I saw that in the scriptures. Is that, is that a real amp? So I bought this amp. Okay. I went to get it for dramatic, dramatic effect. <laughs> Dram- um, yeah, man, I, I, I think I've seen I, that in like the history books or something when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've always wanted a JCM eight hundred. Uh, this this particular model. Right. And uh, I found one locally, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna go buy it. Nice. So I went, I bought this amp. I was not having a particularly good day. Oh shit! Okay. And I plugged, and I plugged it in right right here where I'm sitting, and I cranked it up. And it was like, holy fuck, this amp sounds so good. <laughs> and like my 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 cab I was using is like right here. Oh fuck yeah. Like right so it's like right beside me. So I had it plugged into that. Mm. And um because I'm so close to it and I had it so loud, it was just like feeding back like fucking crazy. Right. So I, I'm uh so I'm I'm like playing this riff and I'm just like I'm my guitar's tuned down like to A flat, you know, 
uh, or or uh, A sharp, A sharp. Mm. And I was like, I'm just hammering this like chord. And we're like, dun, eh, dun, oh, okay. Eh, and I was like in this mood. And I just like wanted to sit here, just just making loud noises and just <laughs> take myself out of out of whatever I was thinking about at the at the moment. And um and literally like that's where the song came from. Oh, wow. I just was sitting here and I just started writing that writing that riff on the guitar that's right behind me that you can't see because mm-hmm. it's right behind me. It's an Everton um, Jericho that had tune the fuck down. Nice. And um and that just that that just inspired the song. And I sat here at this desk with this microphone and I performed the vocals. Right. Um, just and I I was making you know we talked about weird sounds like some of the raw sounds that came out of my voice on the like demo i made mm-hmm. um it definitely like i wanted to recreate those in the studio right because it was just there was such a rawness to it and mm-hmm. like an emotion to it that i think you know wouldn't have come out you know normally mm-hmm. so yeah so that's uh that's the story behind behind die alone and we got andrew from comeback hit on the song which is cool um i put a sample of um leonardo dicaprio because he's screaming in the sample oh like, okay like leonardo dicaprio like literally could be a hardcore singer with his <laughs> voice so i'm like i'm like we're gonna get a leonardo dicaprio feature baby dude that's a good fucking like, feature to get we'll man. fucking die <laughs> that, the 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 part so mm. yeah so yeah we uh i'm i'm, I'm really, was really stoked on that song and mm. it was it was a lot of fun um, to put together, but also obviously a very angry song right. that comes from a real place of anger, you well, know, and well, that's, that's the thing. The like even putting that on, I'm like, like these guys are real mad, like, like legit mad. Like when I, when I heard I that, mad. like, you know, like that was yeah. raw energy stuff right there. And it's like, and again, even though it was very Silverstein, it was very, you guys it was very heavy. It still had this like modern twist. It, it sounded like what a modern, like, hardcore like almost knocked loose like you know that kind of style right like, right, man, right. Would kind oh of yeah throw it for out. Sure. so i was like fucking hell man like you guys you like you guys went for that shit there was no holding back which it was it was it's cool to see bands do that you know what i mean it's it's a lot more rare i think nowadays yeah than it fucking yeah, used to ab- absolutely man I, I think that that was the the whole goal once i started it was like i'm just going to literally just write the most aggressive song i can write and that's what this is going to be yeah and uh and it was a lot of fun. So, Fuck yeah. you know, there's another couple bangers on the on the record too that are that are super heavy, and I, I think it's it's just a fun record like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously we're not going to make an entire record like Die Alone. Oh yeah. Um, well, because you but, you need the contrast to appreciate the chunk. I always say that too. Even like yeah. I could listen to like an entire Deathcore record, and if they only do <clears throat> for like fucking eleven songs, like I'm I'm bored. Like as much as I love that shit, it's like I'm bored. I need I need to be able to appreciate the heaviness with the more melodic stuff and vice versa. You know what I mean? So that, that makes total sense. There's a, a, the last track is called misery and, um, it's a very acoustic finger picking song. You know, it's, it's pretty, pretty mellow. Mm. And I actually wrote, um, that with chat on my, on my, on my stream. Oh my God. That's special. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had, you know, I had the bones, Mm -hmm. uh, for it and I had some ideas, but we wrote a lot of the words together right here on Twitch. So, that's cool, right? That's like a thing that 
couldn't have happened 20 years ago. Oh, that's perfect fucking segue. <laughs> I was gonna, like Dude, talking about Twitch, quantity. dude. Again, in case you guys don't know, Shane does stream on Twitch pretty frequently. You're pretty consistent, which again, a lot of the musicians I think that came on here, like they they were doing it, they're doing their thing, and then they're like, I'm on tour again. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, like I'm done with this shit. Whereas, right, like, right, right. You know, you're you're very you seem very consistent and like you like you said, you actually have that personality, which is like that. I don't want to say entertainer because obviously a musician in general is an entertainer, right? But like you have that uh, content creator vibe, which I feel like a lot of musicians like that's like foreign to them. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm used to doing sure. my thing and I'm confident in it. And then no one asks me anything. And then I, you know, go fucking pack my gear up and we go to the next show. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. No, I mean, I love, I love the platform and yeah, I wish I got on it a little bit earlier. I remember I had a podcast, you know, I've been doing the podcast a long time and I had, I had my Matt Hafey, um, tell me about Twitch. And I was like, so what is that like a video game thing? And he's like, <laughs> Oh no, man, it's like so much more than that. And yeah. I like, wish I believed him at the time, you know, cause, uh, I I've watched the platform grow and it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, man, I, I try to come on here as much as I can to do as much different things. Every Wednesday I, I do, a. I tr- if I'm not on tour or whatever, yeah. uh, I do a, a new music show kind of similar to yours right. where uh, my, my music nerd friend, Mike, he uh, counts down the top records of the week. Uh, and then, yeah, I just come on here, shoot the shit. Um, I interview other people for the podcast live sometimes and uh, come on here, play music, sing songs. So I, I asked the chat to follow me. So, um, yeah, give me a follow if you don't already. Do it. Fuck yeah. Well, that's the, and, and I, uh, I, love yeah, the... I love Twitch. It's amazing. It was, I love... it was such a good time killer uh and yes. a good thing to fill the void because i i legitimately like my fans i legitimately like <laughs> that's a good start yeah you know what good. i mean like i like to go like when there's people outside the bus i i'm like i'm not like close the blinds i'm like oh hey people like yeah. you like me this is great like, this what's is, not this is like? the easiest thing ever you, know? you already know you like me i don't have to worry about yeah. that yeah <laughs> right so, so you know i i did miss miss that interaction so you know for for me to to be able to like come on my own channel, my own, I call it Shane's world. Uh, you know, I'll just come on and, uh, and you know, shoot the shit with people is great. So, um, I think it's awesome. Dude, that's sick. I love that you mentioned Matt. I feel like dude, Matt is like, I blame Matt in the best way for so many people coming on here. Cause it's like, everyone saw what he was kind of doing. And there was a few other people even back when Matt was doing it. I know, um, fucking Adam from Oceanu too. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think on here, I forgot what he changed his name to. But even he's like, and he's like a real like Twitch streamer. Like he's like hard in it. He has the effects and everything. He goes fucking hard with that shit. But a lot of people, again, seeing what Matt was doing. And then I remember Matt making whatever article where he's like, yeah, I make more money on Twitch than I do in my band. And then every band was just like, what is this? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, right. you know. wait a second, right. making money as a, as, a, in a, as a musician? How the fuck do I get on this thing? Is it the yeah. only fans? And Matt's like, no, 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 it's not that one. That's the... <laughs> that's, that's the next step one but um it, it's cool to see that happen and i mean i feel like how long have you been on doing twitch for actually you've been on here for for a minute no um yeah i think like a year and a half maybe okay, something sick. like that uh maybe a little longer actually um yeah i i wanted to get in a little bit earlier but i also when when i kind of came on i wanted to make sure that i also brought like silverstein on too so we got gotcha. there's a band channel and i, I kind of wanted everybody to to be involved in it because I thought that that was I just thought I just believed in it right um so wanted everybody to come on board so we kind of all came on at the same time and the Silverstein um Twitch has gone a little quiet but I'm still doing I'm still doing it here and and enjoying it and uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but you're right about Matt. He does make everybody look bad just in general because <laughs> he, he's dude, the hardest yes. working person I've ever met. <laughs> dude, he's a, well, he just he's what about his new his new record that uh, is, is you know his like uh, black metal record that came out like last week. That thing's insane. Like, well, how did he have time to do that? You know, dude, it's crazy. It's, it's like a trivium every year or two. Fucking, he's got Ibaraki, like you said, that's that's coming out. He's doing collabs with things. He streams more than me, for fuck's sake. And this is my entire job is YouTube and Twitch and whatever content dumbassery I do, right? Like, he does two, I think he does five days a week or he does a lot of days a week. He has maybe a couple of days off. And he does two streams, one in the morning yeah. for like two hours and one in at like 3 p.m. for two hours. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like... He has kids. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you even have, like, legitimate time to just breathe? when Like, I don't get how he does that. He's fucking crazy, man, how he does the grind. <laughs> it's cra- it is crazy, man. I, I don't have that in me. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm a busy person. Yes. And I don't know. I don't have any time. And then I see people like that. And I'm just like, wow, I'll just throw my hands up. And, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's, it's crazy. But no, uh, uh, honestly, though, like I've, I've been loving this platform for, for since I've been on it. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody that's, that's followed me and, and, you know, checks out my shit, whether it's my band or my podcast or whatever. But the biggest thing is tomorrow, the new record. Yes. That's what we're, we're gearing up to. I'm flying to LA. I would have been on your show yesterday, uh, tomorrow. But um, I'm flying to L.A. We're doing this like big pop-up event. Some really cool stuff, actually, our label is setting up. Hmm. Um, they've rented, you know, like a store, a storefront. Oh, sick. And they've actually put in different themed rooms for each song. Oh, wow. So, um, and I, I don't remember all of them, but uh, the coolest one, I think, is the Die Alone room mm-hmm. is like a smash room. Oh my! Where you God. like put on equipment and then you like break shit while you listen to Dylan. That's amazing. So yeah, that's on Saturday in in uh, L.A. If anybody's around, um, I think you can. I maybe it might be sold out, but you might be able to you know fangle your way in there, mm-hmm. or or even just stop by and say hi. I know you can do that. Um, yeah. and uh, there's that one, and then there's like a, a live like this one where we have like people projected on things from the music video right and uh i don't know there's a whole bunch of different rooms which is like super cool and we've got free coffee and uh we're doing a there's silk screening shirts like right there wow. event merch merch right there you can go get a shirt and uh we're gonna be hanging out i'm playing an acoustic set and everything so it'll be uh it'll be a good time dude that's a fucking par- that's a fuck i can i can i come to the party i want to skip my party now fuck <laughs> jesus christ i'm hang man come it's on. it's gonna be a good time I'll, I'll i'll tell craig i'll fucking ship craig over there from from the fucking uk and i'll be like all right dude we'll do the show over here we'll just we'll just <laughs> you know throw it on the side there dude that's fucking sick man yeah again like that's it's i mean 10th record that's a i mean like i said we've been talking that's a big feat in fucking general like hey shit the band made it to number 10 and you know it wasn't just rushing to number 10 it's like no you guys like made it there naturally like through just right releasing I... records normally and it's that's fucking insane man number 10 misery oh, made me and obviously guys of course go check it out it's it's we're gonna check out some tracks tomorrow but i think i'm sure for some people because it's 6 p.m now it's probably out in, in uk or something for some people right now so go fucking yeah stream i think it is yeah definitely out in australia now so yes. yeah i was fucking australia um, y'all get some shit so early like literally like i'm like the like you'll people release stuff and they're like hey nick i'm australian motherfucker i listened to that shit yesterday 
I'm like, you, you fuck. <laughs> oh, there's somebody, there's someone in chat is listening in Germany. There you go. There so, you go. Yes, perfect. So yeah. chat, all you guys go check it out. That's super hype. Um, Shane, I know I've had you for a bit. I know you're a busy, dude. I know you got a lot of shit to do. Um, fucking congratulations, of course, on everything you've achieved with Silverstein. Like it's it's wild. Again, even I didn't even get into you guys when I was a kid. I got into you guys in like more of the tens and stuff like that. And it's cool to see you guys just evolve and grow as such a cool band that stays you know in touch with its roots stays in touch with its fans that has been together for so long <laughs> again because that is quite an impressive feat and you know keeps innovating keeps making fun music and still is true to themselves which i think is just fuck man that's that's tough to find and again huge congrats to you doing all you're fucking doing doing the twitch doing the crazy podcast which by the way guys go check that out let's it's a million times better than whatever the fuck i'm doing on here show show my dude the love for that and just being 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 overall good dude giga chad you know what i mean just 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 <laughs> just overall with that man so honestly just thank you for being a cool dude in the scene that like i know especially nowadays like with emo and scene and fucking all that you know early 2000s post-hardcore music coming back to light now with the younger generation like it must feel super fucking cool just being one of those og bands and having kids that are like whatever 15 years old on TikTok, you know, do whatever weird fucking shit they're doing on TikTok, but then have Silversteam jamming and be like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is sick. You know what I mean? Like, that must be, that must be fucking weird, though, at the same time and really cool, I guess, for you guys, right? Yeah, man. Well, thanks for saying all that. Yeah, it is, it is a cool place we're in, you know, that we're able to be putting out our 10th record. You know, we're getting even some like radio love. Like we're like one of our songs is in like top 40 on active rock right now. Like oh, that's congrats. something we never, we've never had that happen before ever. Right. You know, so to be getting that kind of stuff happening, people really excited about the new stuff, but then also, you know, playing like the, when we were young festival yeah. and doing like the emos, not dead cruise. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like being able to still do some of that throwback nostalgia stuff. Yes. Um, that That's, it's really, really cool that we exist in both those worlds because right. uh, there aren't a lot of bands that do. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really proud of that. And it just feels, it feels really good, you know, to, to be where we are. And, and I've never felt better about what we're doing musically. So it's sick, man. That's fucking it's sick. That's amazing. Shane. I fucking love it again. Chat misery made me, it might be out for you right now. Go check, but out definitely tomorrow. If you live in the, the Canada or the, the America, like, like we, like we do over here. Um, midnight. Yeah. Midnight. Go check it out. Streaming everywhere. Um, are you guys? You guys have any focus singles coming out by chance with a video? Any any more videos or is that you can we talk just about? Just put out. We just put out a song with um, Nothing Nowhere called "Live Like This." It just came out. I think yesterday or the day before. Oh shit! Okay, I've been. I'm gonna um, check that out on Friday then. Okay, Nothing sick. Nowhere. Oh man, he he is a he's a Renaissance man. I love oh, that yeah? guy. <laughs> he's just good at everything. Um, working with him was really cool on that song, uh, and that'll be the last you know single, but. That's, you know, plenty, plenty to explore on the record. I think, I think the songs that weren't the singles are, are even more interesting. So, okay. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to slide out. in your DMs later and, and I'm going to be like, cause usually we, when albums come out, we play like two from the album that aren't singles. So you let me know which two, if you want, if you want to throw down some chunky stuff too from the record and we'll throw that on tomorrow with like Craig and Tom and all that shit. Cause those, those are always fun fucking Friday parties, but Dude, yes. Dude, I'll, I'll send you the whole record right now. You can play whatever you want. Play it right now. I don't care. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it. To, I mean, I, we're wrapping up, so I'll get off and I'll send it to you if you want to play it. Sure. 
Okay. It's all good, man. Okay, I'm dude. stoked. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Shane, fucking, first of all, congrats on the record. Thank you so much for coming out here and spending some time shooting the shit with me. It's it's fun, man. You're a blast to chat with, man. It's it's, it's cool to talk with someone that, you know, is, is, of course, an incredible musician, good dude, but also, like, it's easy to talk to and does the <laughs> podcasting thing, so it's not as awkward of, like, so, how is this? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, actual responses, which is always more of a conversation, which is always more fun. So, uh, well. Yeah. You're very good at this too, Nick, and uh, we should team up and do more stuff. You're you're terrific, dude. Fuck yeah, man! Anytime you want to do dumb shit on the interwebs, like, dude, oh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I love it. Let me know, chat again. Silverstein, misery made me out. Maybe now, but definitely out at midnight. Go check it out. Show love. Show my dude Shane the love again. Streaming Twitch. Check out his podcast. Check out everything. And um, Shane, thank you so much for spending time today. Any last sentences for the the people still left here in chat with us? Follow me, fuckers. <laughs> Well, I looked at the wrong camera. Follow me, fuckers. There you go. <laughs> Follow him, fuckers. I love it. Every, everybody, Shane Toll of Silverstein. Dude, thank you so much. Congratulations on everything. And uh, I hope you have a fucking awesome release show. Release everything, man. Yeah, Congratulations, man. brother. I hope you have a good one, all right?